This is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Haldeman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dude to Bet Sports show. We do have breaking news that we'll go ahead and cover. Wasn't planning on doing this today, but. It is official. The college football playoff will expand to 12 teams starting in 2024. So we've got one more year after this year of the four teams. Then we get to 12. What are your initial thoughts of this? I absolutely love it. Don't you? Yeah. I thought we might get eight, and I would have been satisfied with that. But 12, this is fantastic. And this... You know, this should, it, it won't, but it should end all controversy because if you're not one of the 12 best, if you're battling for that 12th or 11th spot, you're not you're not good enough probably anyway. You know what I mean? You shouldn't complain. I mean, we kind of look at it this year. Can you pull it up right quick on who's 12 right now in the stand? Yeah, let me do that. I'll pull up the, you keep talking, I'll pull up the top 12. Okay. Because, you know, even if you get past eight, you're kind of starting to water it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, it's going to end like, like this year. We're going to have some controversy if everything plays right. Uh, USC is going to be a one-loss team that gets on in over Ohio State. And when you've gone 11-1 and one in a season, you do deserve to be in. Mm-hmm. But let's look at that, uh, what you've just pulled up, and go all the way down to number 12. So number number 12 yes, number 12 right now is Washington. So – who is great. That's a great mm-hmm. season. So they would be in. Okay. Now, if you're below them, just kind of scroll down below that 12 spot. You got a three loss Florida State, a three loss LSU. Look, all of the rest of those, with the exception of Tulane, have at least three losses. Yeah. You don't deserve to be in a playoff for the national championship when you've lost three out of 12 games. You just don't. No, and so that, like said, if, if we're over here and we're debating should Washington or Florida State go, well, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as important as, say, if USC or Ohio State goes. Yeah, and look, you look here, you got 10 and 11. They've lost three games. Now, I think this year we don't – we don't. usually we have more one-loss teams mm-hmm. and more two-loss teams than we do. We don't really have that this year. So I think the whole point I'm, we're all me and you are trying to make is this is going to end a lot of controversy. It's going to include more teams. I don't know why they haven't done it long before now. I really don't. The negative side of it, we talk about it all the time. I, I don't necessarily think this is a negative, but I'm going to play devil's advocate a okay. little bit. College football was the one sport where the regular season mattered more than any other sport. You are lessening that. You know, the, the great thing about college football, you know, the, every game, man, it meant something. If you lose yep. one game, you might be out. If you lose two, you're definitely going to be out. Yes. What do you think about that? That is going to be the one negative part I, of it is now, you know, say you're at Kansas State and you've lost three, maybe you can still get in the playoff. I would agree. I would I would agree with that. It could hurt the regular season. But you still are in a position where you're going to have games you have to win. Yep. You still are not going to eliminate that. It's not like the NFL when you can, well, for this 
We're going to talk about it here in a little while. You got a team that might have a losing record get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now that's not going to happen in this situation. And and when you when you scroll down through here, you got a team like Tennessee, mm-hmm. who is the odd man out this year. They screwed up, and and again. It's an excuse. You can't have an excuse. They should have beat South Carolina. There was no doubt about it, but they didn't. And if you do screw up once, you're still going to get in. And I think most of us can agree. Tennessee deserves to play for something. Yeah. They've had that good a year. Ohio State has lost one game. They deserve to be in some sort of a playoff. Yeah. When you've lost one game. If TCU should happen to get beat, they may be out of the playoffs. And there goes a storybook season where you win 12 in a row. Only two other teams did it. They deserve to be in a playoff. So let's take a look at what this would be if, if we had it this year. Now, again, th- these rankings will change. We're just going to use this for what we have right now. You're going to get champion championship week coming, and it's going to change. All right. Yeah. But yeah. so basically the top four teams would get a buy. And then five would play 12, 6, 11, 7, 10, 8, and 9. So you would have, if it was this year and if this were the final rankings, mm-hmm. and again, I know they're not, you would have Ohio State taking on Washington in round one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama would take on Utah. Tennessee would take on Kansas State. And Penn State would take on Clemson. Those are marquee matchups right off the bat with this thing. Yeah. you got an eight, number eight seed Penn State against a number nine seed Clemson. I mean that is a huge game. If that's happening in the regular season, it's like wow, this is a this is a marquee matchup. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to incorporate the bowls in this. These will like be like bowl games, or where this is going to be a home field thing, where the five would get the home game against the twelve. I'm assuming that might be what they're going to do. I think you're going to see home playoff games for these first and second rounds, and then oh, yeah. the bowls come into play. By okay. the sounds of it. And then that way you can still have your other bowls. And, you know, it's always been the old excuse that, uh, well, these guys, they can't play these many, this many games. Mm-hmm. Well, every other division does. Mm-hmm. Division two, the FCS, division three, everybody else plays this. And, oh, yes, these guys, most of them, unless you're not in a bowl game, and there's like 68 teams that are in a bowl game. So most teams are still practicing right now because mm-hmm. they're involved in a bowl game. And so, and most teams don't have a Christmas because they are going to a bowl game, unless you're in a bowl game before Christmas. So that's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse no. when the when the lower divisions can have a playoff system and the big boys can't. There's no excuse. You would basically play the first round games on, if it was this year, December 10th. Their yes. second round games are December 17th. You could take your week off and then you get right back into to the bowl preparations for the final four, uh, which would be it's New like, Year's Day, around New Year's Day, and then the last game when the last game always is. So, yeah, yeah it, it's it's simply just too easy to pass up is the best and, way to put it. So there's 130 Division One football teams. Only 12 of yeah. the 30 are going to be involved in this kind of situation. And then as you go down through it, you're going to eliminate. And there's only going to end up being like four 
that are left, just like always, and they have played a couple extra games. I could see down the road that maybe because of these extra games, maybe eliminating a regular season game instead of playing 12, maybe 11, or the championship games, the conference championship games. But there's money involved in all of that, so we'll just have to see what happens. Okay, neither one of those things are going to happen, and you just talk yourself into why right there. Uh, the yeah. final eight, if, they, if it was formful, again, we're not debating these right. mythical games, just saying – your final eight would be Georgia versus Penn State. I think that would be a very interesting game. Michigan huh? and Tennessee. I think everybody would be very intrigued by that game. TCU, Alabama, <laughs> and USC, Ohio State. So even if I listed those first games, that five through 12 and all that, it's like, okay, yeah, there's some okay games. They're pretty good. Look at these final eight that would be unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Every single one of those would be must-see TV. You know, you'd have to watch these. This is Georgia, Penn State, two-story programs. Yep. I think the – well, and then you get Michigan, Tennessee. Yeah. Would that not be a fascinating matchup? Yes. You got the underdog TCU team that's had no respect all year against the big boys, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Could TCU go in there and beat them? And then you got USC and Ohio State. Oh, my God. Would that not be a game? Yeah, the storylines would be incredible. And, again, this is what we can have and what we will have in 2024. Again, if you're just now joining us, they have passed it in 2024, expanding the playoff to 12. And, finally, college football joins the rest of the universe that uh, that does this. I mean, it's, this is not a new concept. And so it's time. Uh, I get the traditions are going to be out the window a bit, but – you know, sometimes traditions that are dumb like this need to be out the window. Well, they and, are. and that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to join the the new world, and that's what this is. And yeah. why they haven't done that, the, the money they have missed out on is just enormous over these yeah. years. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we used to just have two. Yeah. And then they went to four. And I never thought we'd get to 12. I never did. I thought eight was going to happen soon, but 12. And what this does also, it it does, and, and, you know, you got these teams that are in really, really good conferences, like the SEC, and you lose a couple, like Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to get rewarded now. And I think that's what needs to happen. Well, and, and again, and also it gives you an opportunity if you're a smaller school. I know this year we don't have that school, but – you know, say Tulane was eleven and one. Yeah, right? they might yeah. be able to get in there. And again, and that's that's kind of what college athletics are about. Yes. Think of the NCAA tournament. What makes Absolutely. that cool? The small schools have a shot, and a St. Peter's makes a run, and everybody gets behind them. And it happens every year. We don't have that in college football. It's tougher for teams in college football to do it. But mm -hmm. even in Cincinnati's case last year, they made it, and that was great. And while they got beat handily, they were just as competitive uh, with that team as anyone. But my point would also be here, even in Cincinnati's case last year, they might win a game or two in the playoffs as well. Mm -hmm. And then you have that little team making a run. Yes. And I think that is something that, that is that everybody can get behind. So, right. you, you know, you think back of Boise State, how good they were in the early 2000s. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Utah had a great team uh, one or two years with Alex Smith at quarterback. I could go on and on and on. Sure. Teams that they never got the opportunities. 
they're going to get their opportunities now. And I yeah. think that is a huge, huge plus. It, it gets college football back with all the other college sports where these little schools have a, at least have a shot at it. Yeah. And that's the spirit of college athletics. And I know college football is nothing more than a minor league system now, but still you, you do get that aspect of it back with this. Yeah. You got central Florida. Remember when they were so good that year? Right. Another team. Yes. Yeah. And it, I really believe if Tulane was 11 and one instead of 10 and two, they would be in the top 12. Well, I think yeah, exactly. that's what I just said. Yeah. To, to like say this year, we don't have that because right. those teams and central Florida was a team that shot themselves in the foot too, that could be up there, but mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt when that team is 11 and one, say like a Tulane or a central Florida this year, or even a Cincinnati, it's not going to hurt to have them in a playoff. It, mm-hmm. it, it can do nothing but good. And, Hey, maybe they're number 12 and maybe they have to go on the road. At least there is a chance for them. Yeah, this is great news. Uh, It's the best thing that could ever happen. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's long overdue and it's great. I can't think of anything negative about it. JL says it best and, and he's right. And it's, it's, it is the craziest part about it. The NCAA, they only care about money. Mm-hmm. Think of the millions and into the hundreds of millions, as JL put it, that they have lost out on this. I yeah. mean, over the years, my goodness. And I really believe COVID kind of dented the money pile that they had. And I think COVID has accelerated the, these playoff talks, accelerated all this, accelerated OU to the SEC, Texas to the SEC, because these schools, uh, I'm not going to say they need money, but they're big room that has the pile of money that they just have laying around it's starting to dwindle a little bit because of that covid year and, and all the money and the revenue that was lost so they're looking at ways to make it up and this just was made yeah. sense even the rose bowl which was the biggest stickler of all they signed off on this and so that that tells you right was, there sure it's time and i think it's going to be good yeah and you know I, I i would get so sick of these college presidents saying, oh this is too hard on the student athlete such bogus. I mean, their whole job is to raise money for the yeah. school. They're just a fundraiser is what they are. Yeah. So this is, it's, you know, and, and these big time football programs run the university because they fund the entire sports programs at these right. places. Right. And that's why money is such an issue at these schools. So it's great news. All right, let's move on. I definitely wanted to touch on that. I, I did not think that was something we would see in our lifetime, even my lifetime, honestly. Well, maybe not yours. I mean, maybe not mine, but I think it was coming. The 12 shocks me. That shocks me. I thought we were getting close to eight. You know, I thought that was going to happen. But 12, wow. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, another thing it does, JL, your your comment here made me think of it. Okay, we've got people, you know, that let's say they go to the Rose Bowl, but it's not in the playoff. And like eight, eight of the best players opt out of the game. That's another problem. And this is kind of going to help. If you are one of those top 12 teams, you're not going to have guys opting out of bowls. It's not meaningless anymore. Yeah. Listen, the Rose Bowl should never be meaningless. And I hate it that people opt out, but that's where we're at. And you know, what are you going to do? You know, and that's something that you never heard of as recent as three years ago. True. Yeah. Players deciding that it, it might it, get hurt. It seemed like three years ago, 
maybe five. All right. Time goes by so fast. You're probably right. it's a new problem. It is. And because that is just a, that was just unheard of. You go to a bowl game, that's your last game. You want to play. Now you're a senior or you're gonna opt out and declare for the draft. You're just afraid you might get hurt. You know, one last thing, and then we'll move on from this because I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but it might get people to get these bigger schools to schedule better non-conference games as well. We have so many games that are worthless right now in the non-conference with 12 in it, it it gives you a little bit of margin for error. So you might see some better games on that opening weekend as well. Yeah. Because in the past, if you've lost one of those marquee games, you had to run the table, you know, most very, I, I think there's only been one time a two loss team has made the four, 14 playoff. Yeah. So if you lost that opening season game, you weren't out of it, but you got to roll off 11 in a row or you're out of it. And, that- and JL points out here, CJ Stroud basically said post Michigan game uh, press conference that he would not play in a playoff that was not a, a playoff bowl game. And so that's a guy who many thought had a chance to win the Heisman. He loses a game, and now it's like, yeah, forget about the bowl game. I mean, that's what's happening, and it's it's not. So he is eligible for the draft this year, right? Right. Yeah. So, and you know, you got to look at it both ways. But my goodness, that university has given him a lot. It's kind of sickening, especially now with the NIL situation that's going on. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I I don't like where college athletics. Well, I'll be specific. I don't like where college football is going no. at all. To be honest, when you're but, hearing this nil stuff, and I don't follow the college basketball as much. I don't know that it's even in college basketball much. Well, it's it's in, okay. You said much. You're right about that. I don't think it's anything close to where football is, but no. it's there. Yeah, but I you don't hear them getting this big money uh, when they're out recruiting them. And maybe one of the reasons for that is your 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 top notch players that are NBA bound are only going to be in college one year. Yeah. Um, JL does have kind of a devil's advocate to what I just said. Right. JL, this could absolutely end up being true because uh, you do make a good point. He said, "Couldn't it be the you know the basically the opposite of what I said? We're going to schedule tougher games. If you're juggernaut like Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, et cetera, you're going to be in the top twelve with two conference losses or better." No need to schedule tough preseason. That could be the case. Yeah. Um, also, the super conferences are are starting to kind of form, right? UCLA, UC, uh, and USC going to the to the Big Ten. Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Texas, the SEC. Who knows what else is going to fall? Maybe those conference games. Maybe you're going to have more of them, and perhaps they're going to be tougher uh, week in and week out. Already, some of these conferences are pretty. Tough. I think I've heard uh, in the SEC. They play eight conference games now. When OU and Texas gets in there, they're going to play nine. Right. So you'll have one last. Of course, uh, the Big 12 already, already plays nine because they play everybody because there's only 10 teams. But uh, yeah, you know that I, I can see if I, because if I was in the SC, SEC right now, I would play the weakest non conference schedule I could find. Right. Because I don't want to lose a non conference game. You got to get three wins or four. And so, yeah, that's a pretty good point. JL's, you know, he's 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 thinking. And uh, uh, another problem, some, well, well, we don't need to get into that. But, yeah, that is a good point. I, it, 
if I'm Oklahoma, they always try to schedule one good opponent uh, in the non-conference. When I go to the SEC, I don't want to do that, I don't think, anymore because I'm going to play some pretty good teams in the SEC. So. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, the Big Ten plays nine. We play nine as well in, in the uh, Big 12. So, um, yeah, I, I think that is definitely – now I don't know about next year when I think teams are joining next year, so I don't know how that's going to look. May, I probably jumped the gun, I guess, on the schedule because JL's right. It, you could see a much more conservative approach as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So see what happens. On the, that. Uh, the new schools don't come into those to the Big 12 anyway until 25. I think a couple of them come in in 2024. Oh, really? I think Houston I and BYU are coming in. Okay. Well, I have Maybe heard. Central and some other ones are 2025. It, There's a couple that are coming. And I tell you, it, it could come down in the off season that OU and Texas are going to jump sooner than what we thought. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It, it, it's it's a fluid situation is how you'd have to describe it. It's it's day by day at this point. So I don't think right. they'll jump next year. I think it's the year after. Yeah, and with college sports right now, it, things are changing in a hurry, like I said. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we're going to rapid fire some of these games here. Don't want to be here for three hours, but uh, yeah. definitely wanted to cover that. That's, that's the big news today. Um, all right, let's get into the actual games. We're going to cover all the uh, NCAA games, and this one is not a conference championship, but it is a makeup game. I thought we'd talk about it. Akron and Buffalo, a little maction to kick us off on Friday. Buffalo, 11-point favorite. If Buffalo wins, they're in a bowl, so I'm leaning Buffalo. What about you? <laughs> well, I think so. This game was has to be played because a snowstorm canceled yep. it during the regular season. Um, so – it's a noon kickoff. There might be five people at the game, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, you would think. yeah, it's not good. Uh, Akron's awful, although they did win last week. But I'm going Buffalo, and I think they went easy. All right, let's move on from yes. that one, and, and let's go to the Conference USA uh, Championship here. North Texas taking on University of Texas San Antonio. UTSA 10-2, and two, undefeated conference here. North Texas, a scrappy bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, at times are decent. At times, haven't played very well. UTSA minus eight and a half. Where are you leaning here? Well, it's a home game, for one thing. In these smaller conferences, they play at whoever has the best record. Right. They reward the best team because they got to get a crowd of some kind at these games. Uh, North Texas is scrappy. They're like you said, offensively, they're really good. Uh, UT, uh, UTSA has shown they're not a flash in the pan. They had a great year last year. Kind of got off to a little shaky start, but their non-conference schedule was pretty tough this year. Got her going. They're on a roll. Eight and a half. The game's at home. Te North Texas will give them some trouble, but I think they end up pulling away late and win that one by 14 or so. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, with the minus eight and a half for the uh, Roadrunners as well. I think they're going to be pretty tough in this spot. I think they're just clearly the best team in that conference. I think they'll show it on Friday. All right. Utah USC. It's so funny. We talked about this on Sunday on the on the Daily Show. We said USC was minus one, and we said if you like USC, hop on that minus one right now because it's going to go up. All right, here we are on Thursday afternoon. USC minus two and a half here for the Pac-12 championship against Utah. Uh, I don't imagine that point and a half has changed your opinion. We love Utah, or we loved USC on Sunday. Do we still like them now? Yeah, I, I, I'm all over it. I, 
I'm I'm really surprised. It's two and a half. Aren't you? Yes. I think it should be six. Well, it's I mean, it's not gonna be six. I thought it would be three and a half. Oh, I think it should be more. I, I just I know they beat them in the regular season, but it was in Utah. It was like five games ago. USC's playing much better now. Yeah. And oh yeah, USC got some horrible calls or they would have won the game and they would be undefeated and ranked number three in this BCS or whatever this is. They would be three, maybe two. Right. So you have the Heisman Trophy winner, more than likely. You got a dynamic offense against a Utah team that's good, but they've been a disappointment. And they've flunked a couple of tests. When they had a chance after they lost that Florida game, and that turned out to be a bad loss, they had a chance to get things back when they went to Oregon and they got beat. So I just don't think they're that good. I don't. And if if USC doesn't turn it over, and you know, I heard today some guys talking about they've only had four turnovers all year. Mm-hmm. USC. That's unbelievable. Yeah. 12 games that you only turn a ball over four times as much as they throw it. Yeah. So law of averages says they're due for some turnovers, but they haven't. I just think they're going to win. I don't have any doubt they're going to lose. I hope they do, but I don't have a doubt. I'm with you. I think USC is going to roll in the spot. I think two and a half is fair. I I liked one better, but two and a half uh, is fair. I think USC wins this game. Uh, I'm with you. Like, I think they're going to win by a touchdown, but I understand the line was three and a half or four. Um, I think two and a half still value for that. All right, let's go on to Saturday, the big 12 championship game kicking off here at 11 a.m. TCU and Kansas State. TCU, same situation as USC. Win and you're in. This is another one. They were one-point favorites uh, on uh, Sunday. They're up to two and a half like we thought they would be. What do you think uh, about the Horned Frogs against the K-State Wildcats? Well, I like the Horned Frogs a lot in this one too. And uh, the, the country doesn't. And they never got any respect. The game is basically in their backyard uh, in Arlington instead of Fort Worth. So they're they're going to have the crowd, although K-State will bring a ton of people. They travel pretty well. I'm not as confident in this one because I've seen TU struggle a little bit in games. The thing with Kansas State is who's going to be there? Who's going to show up? Some games they don't play very well. Other games they look as good as anybody. They have a chance to to win this because they they're well coached. You know they're tough. They're scrappy. They know how to win. So they're going to be loose, relaxed. They have nothing to lose in this game. And when you come into a situation like that, you can play lights out. So I'm not as confident in this one, but I like TCU to win. You know, Mike Samick said on one of our daily shows last week, he's he's thought Utah was a better team than Kansas State, and I didn't really get a chance to argue. We probably will talk about it Saturday, and I waited. But I think K-State is a better team than Utah, so I give K-State a better chance than Utah. I'm with you. That being said, I'm still going to take TCU in the game. Uh, I, would, I would call it like this. I will not be shocked at all if K-State wins this game. I would be fairly surprised if Utah beats USC. Oh, I will That's too. The way I look at it. I and agree. 
it, yes. it has everything to do with, I think K-State is underrated, uh, you know, and I think Utah, I think they, I think K-State would beat Utah. I like K-State. Um, yeah, they're, they're similar teams, K-State and Utah, very similar. I, I still don't think they're going to beat them. That's the thing. I, I, I still think TCU will beat them in the end, but I think that's going to be a great game to kick us off. I do, and I just keep comparing this team to OU back in 2000. They're a team of destiny. They've won yeah. some games you didn't think they were going to. They just keep plugging away. And last week in a, in a game where they had to win, they just uh, slaughtered a, a, an Iowa State team that had played really well defensively all year long, and they just beat snot out of them. So I think they're going to win, and, and I, I think their quarterback deserves a lot of recognition for the Heisman. Yeah, I do too. I don't think he'll get it, but I, I think he's had that kind of season for sure. Yep. yep. To, Toledo and Ohio in the MAC championship game. Toledo is a favorite in here. I, I don't really know why. Toledo's a one and a half point favorite. I am on the Bobcats of Ohio. What about you? Give me the Bobcats all day long. They're going to catch on to one of those rockets and blast them into space. I just, they're playing great, the Bobcats. And Toledo's stumbling. And they lost to a very mediocre team last week. I don't remember who it was because those MAC teams are all alike. Yeah. But when you get past Ohio, I don't know. When I saw that line, I thought, I don't get that. So that game's on Saturday, right? Yep. That might be my best bet of the day. I don't know, but I really like Ohio in this game. Valparaiso takes on New Mexico State. No line on that one. Don't think we need to talk about that no, one. New Mexico State. I do want to mention this. Here is a perennial, horrible football team. Mm -hmm. Look at their record. Yeah. Jerry Kill, who's been everywhere. And I remember when he took that job and we were talking about new coaches, I thought, you may remember this, we were discussing, I said, why in the world would a man with health problems yeah. in New Mexico State at 60 years old, 65, whatever he is, I couldn't believe he took that job. They've won five games, and I don't think they've won five games total in the last 10 years. They had a game canceled against San Jose State, and I guess San Jose State didn't want to make the game up, so now they've picked up Valparaiso. My guess is they're trying to get that sixth win to get bowl eligible. Absolutely, and I would too. Yeah, so we'll see. They no line on that one, but it's interesting that that popped up. So. They can play Buffalo if Buffalo wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That could be what they do. Yeah. All right, Sunbelt Championship game. This should be a pretty good game. Coastal Carolina and Troy. Troy is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, Troy, you know, they kind of lost that game to App State early that they shouldn't have lost. But other than that, they have been really, really good. Does Troy cover the eight-and-a-half in this one? No confidence whatsoever in Coastal Carolina. Every time I think they can cover, they don't. Or if they're heavy underdogs, they were 15-point underdogs last week to James Madison. Mm -hmm. I thought they were a cinch to play them closer than that. They got slaughtered 48-7. to Troy all the way. The game's in Troy, Alabama. I've been through there a million times on the way to Florida. That is a, uh, a town that supports their university. they got signs up all over the place. Yeah. They're gonna, that's, that's a huge game for them. They're going to win easy. I like Troy a lot in that game as well. I'm with you on there. Uh, Coast Carolina pretty banged up. That's the problem. Yeah. Quarterback really hadn't been healthy all season on and off. All right, let's go to the SEC championship game. Many, many, many years. This is the game of the day uh, on this championship Saturday. 
I'm not so sure about the, about it this year. Georgia's a 17 and a half point favorite over LSU in this spot. LSU got beat to Texas A&M last week. And not only did they get beat, they got slaughtered. Yep. I don't know, but I think Georgia's going to roll. What about you? Yeah, I do too. This is not the way you want to go in to play Georgia. <laughs> you want all the momentum you've got, all the confidence you've got. And it went out the window last week. I kind of thought they might get ambushed down there at Texas A&M. Uh, that's all that the uh, Aggies had to play for. And I thought if they had any pride left, they could rally and, and beat them. And they did. And, you know, LSU's living off that win over Alabama. They really haven't done a whole lot yeah. else. I don't see any way in the world they can win this game. I just don't. You look at the spread. The only reason you might look at that is Georgia sometimes doesn't score much. I don't know if LSU scores any. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I can see Georgia holding them to like ten points. It's it's going to get bad. I think yeah that that was not good by LSU. We also saw LSU almost lose to Arkansas when they didn't even have a quarterback. Talking about Arkansas. So ah, I don't know. Scored thirteen points at yeah. Arkansas. It's not not going to be good. No, I don't think. I don't think so. This may be the best game. I don't. I don't know if it means that much. Well, it does to obviously to these schools and these teams, but you know nationally it doesn't mean a ton. But the AAC conference championship game is UCF and Tulane in a rematch uh, mm-hmm. back in New Orleans. Here, Tulane a four point favorite in this game, even though they lost to UCF once. You think Tulane gets revenge and wins the AAC? Well, I watched that whole game. Mm-hmm. They were dominating. You, you at UCF controlled the line of scrimmage, ran all over them. And suddenly now Tulane's a four-point favorite. You know, I don't, I don't quite get that. I know UCF's struggling. Uh, Tulane got a huge break last week, and I didn't know the Cincinnati quarterback was hurt. Mm-hmm. And they barely won at Cincinnati. You know, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to go UCF plus four in this. I'm not sure Tulane's going to beat them. Eileen, UCF plus four. We've been pretty much the same on all of these so far. I, I'm with you. I think UCF plus the four points, you take it. I think the game could be close, but like I said, UCF kind of dominated in the first game, and I know turnovers played a little bit of a factor in that game as well, but I don't know. I, I, I think that's going to get close. I like UCF with the points. Fresno State and Boise State, this should be a really good game. If you mm-hmm. like football, the Mountain West Championship, uh, I know it's not the, a great, uh, you know, a sexy game as far as they're undefeated or anything like that, but these two teams are on a roll. These two teams have played great to end the season. Boise State, a three-point favorite in this spot. It's another game, like you said, these little conferences, they play on home field, so it is at Boise. What do you think here, Fresno and Boise? Well, I think basically they're three-point favorites because they're at home. I don't think there's any doubt. Fresno got off to a horrible start. And I don't know if they had injuries or they made some lineup changes and it all started clicking. They were one and four after the first five games. They're on a seven-game winning streak. And they have they got went through the conference and in and won seven in a row. And so they're playing great. If this game was in Fresno, I think they would be favored. I watched Boise State some uh last week against U- Utah State. And they had to hold on, and they were struggling in that one. Utah State was driving to take the lead and turned it over. 
In fact, I think Boise State intercepted the pass and ran it back 90 yards. Or maybe they stopped him and then they ran a, uh, a quarterback option or something. He went and something happened. There was a 90-yard run involved in there to kind of give him some breathing room. Uh, I can't pick a I can't pick against Boise at home. I think they're going to win because it's in Boise. But this three o'clock game is better than the SEC game, I think. Yeah, it needs to be a very competitive game. I'm going to go that underdog again. I'll go Boise, or excuse me, Fresno State plus the three. I, I think you take the points with them. Um, I've watched Fresno a lot this year. They have just gotten so much better. Watch them early in the season. They just did not look good, but they have gotten better. Their defense is pretty solid, and I think they'll be able to keep it close. I'm going to take the, the, the Bulldogs plus the three. Two good. to go to wrap up college football regular season. Purdue on the or Purdue versus Michigan in the in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, Michigan a sixteen and a half point favorite. We've seen how lopsided it is when you got Michigan and Ohio State versus anybody out of this other side of the Big Ten. I, I don't know. Is this going to be any kind of game at all? It shouldn't be. the The one factor you got to look at is we talked about it a little bit with. Uh, Heck, I can't remember who it was. Uh, Kansas State. They don't have anything to lose. And I don't think Michigan does either. If they lose, I think they're still in the playoffs. But uh, Purdue can turn it loose, take some chances, do some things, because no one expects them to stay in the game. So, you know, they can take some shots. Whereas Michigan's expected to win. And sometimes when you're expected to win real big, you don't play as good. And then there's the Ohio State factor, you know, are they going to be able to come back from that and give the same effort? That is a question mark because they're not playing a very good team. And sometimes you have a hard time getting them back ready to play. 16 and a half, I think they cover. I, I don't think it's much of a game unless they're just not ready to play. I think they'll come out ready. I, I think it's, you know, it's still a conference championship game. I think wall that you're saying there it would be a little bit more scary if the opponent yeah was capable i just don't think they are i'm talking about purdue so I, i'm gonna go michigan to cover this i think they're gonna cover um yeah. I, I just i don't have enough confidence in purdue you know i do think purdue is the best team out was, of that side and they they got behind the eight ball out of just stupid like just dumb losses I, I do think they're that the best team out of that side. Well, I, mean, I think I think we say that because they can score. Yeah, but no, I mean, like they almost beat Penn State. They should have beat Penn State. You know, have. like now they've also lost games that they had no business losing. Absolutely. Too, so, but they've got a they've got an ability to score a little bit. Yeah, and that's the only chance. Yeah, have they played Iowa? Oh, come on! Iowa has no chance to score. No, they played Minnesota. Same thing. Had they played Wisconsin, none of the, even Illinois, and Illinois probably is the second best team on that side, yeah. and they blew it when they lost to some rinky dink. I can't remember who it was down the stretch. Who Michigan State, I think, beat them. Yeah, and they've lost to Purdue at home, and so, you know, so they blew it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent This is the best team on that side, and that's not saying anything. So. The fact that they can throw it around a little bit, and if they can break some stuff, maybe they're going to have to get a turnover or two from Michigan. You know, maybe block a punt, something crazy. Maybe to stay in the game for a while. 
but I don't think that's going to happen. I I think they win like, I don't know, 42 to 20, maybe. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one. Clemson and North Carolina for the ACC championship game. Clemson, a seven and a half point favorite in here. Um, boy, a couple of weeks ago, we thought, wow, these two teams might be 11 and one. Well, they've, they've lost. Uh, South Carolina lost, or excuse me, Clemson got beat by South Carolina last week. North Carolina's lost two in a row. They've looked terrible. Clemson, a seven and a half point favorite in this one. Final one. Uh, who you got? I'm, a, I'm, this is a toughie, I think. Now, North Carolina is stumbling into this. That's just they it. Are. They both are. If North Carolina was playing decent, yeah. I'd be like, okay, maybe, but I don't know. You know, Clemson has got to get their quarterback situation solved in the offseason. They're going to have to – I think they're going to have to give up on the guy. Don't you? Yes. He's just – they've given him two years, and it's, he doesn't look any better this year than he did last year. No. And that's why they're 10-2. And, and it's – you know, they're going to have to address that situation. I think they win. Uh, they're better than North Carolina on the line of scrimmage. The key will be they got to get pressure on the North Carolina quarterback because he – you know, you look at the game, who's got the best quarterback? They do, North Carolina by far. But I don't think North Carolina is physical enough to stop them. Give me Clemson all day. I, this North Carolina team, they had a chance here to really build some momentum towards this game. They have been trashed the last two weeks. Yeah. I think Clemson bounces back. I, I'll take I'll take Clemson in this spot. All right, let's go to the NFL. What do you say? Let's all go right. to the, tonight's game. I think tonight's game is very interesting. The Bills go on the road to take on the Patriots. Uh-huh. The Bills are three and a half point favorites here on the road. That number has went down. It was Buffalo minus five. Now it's down to three and a half. I know who you like. You like Buffalo. Tell us why. Well, I think it's it's a huge game for both teams for different reasons. Buffalo, you would have to think, is going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's iffy with the Patriots. And when you've been in that division – for this dominance that New England's had over the last couple of decades, it's still tough to go beat them, even though they're not what they used to be. But they have beat Buffalo a lot through the year. So going to New England's going to have some kind of a stigma on the Bills probably. But the Bills are better. They're a better team. And they've got more weapons. They got far and away the best quarterback. Three and a half is not that many points. Uh, I refuse to pick New England. I just can't. I hate to bet against them, but I just can't. But when you look at the situation, huge week because I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. If the Bills win, they'll go to nine and three. Miami, who they're tied with right now, but Miami owns the tiebreaker at the moment. They go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And if the Bills were to lose this game and Miami wins it, that is a huge blow to Buffalo. Yeah. Huge. So they really need to win this because if they win it and Miami loses, now they've got a leg up and they've got a game left with Miami in Buffalo. So this is a big weekend for the AFC East. And if they lose, they're now six and six. Mm-hmm. And they still have a shot, but because 
the teams ahead of them, the Jets are seven and four, Cincinnati's seven and four. The Bengals are really good, but they've got a tough schedule. It's murder. They got Chiefs this week. So back to what you said. I'm taking Buffalo minus three and a half. I will take New England. I think they'll keep it closer uh, than three and a half. They may pull off the upset. I, I think uh, the home field advantage is going to be big. I don't think Josh Allen's healthy. I don't think the Bills are healthy in general. Um, not going to be shocked the Bills beat them, but I'll take a shot with New England plus that three and a half. I think they'll keep it close. I liked five a heck of a lot better earlier in the in the uh, week, but I'll take three and a half. I think the Bills win. I think it's very, very close. All right, let's go to Sunday Steelers and the Falcons. This is a big game for the Falcons, but the Steelers are a one-point favorite, even though the Falcons are at home. Uh, gosh, All right. what do you think? I think we discussed this about a minute. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta has to win. I They just have to. But, you know, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to Steelers. I'm going to take them. I'll take Atlanta. Uh, it's, they need to win this game big time. Um, and they, they still got a shot. Losing record could get you in, and I think that they're good. it's going to get you in. They need to win this thing. I think the Falcons get it done. I, I'm not a believer in the Steelers. Um, I was Monday night. They look pretty good. Well, I'm still not a believer in the Steelers. Dennis said, by the way, he wishes he had prime for the first time tonight. Tonight is a good game, finally. It so is. It's really good. Good. Dennis also thinks Falcons by a ton. Packers and the Bears, another nothing game. Bears are four and a half point favorite. I, I, I mean, excuse me, Green Bay is a four and a half point favorite in Chicago. I don't have an opinion on this one way or the other, really. What about you? How do we know? Is, is Rodgers out? I think he's going to play from what I've heard. <laughs> God. Uh, how can you pick it? I, stay away from it. My say. If I have to make a pick, I'm going to go Bears plus four and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's – I'm not picking. How about that? I don't, no. hey, don't want to bet the Bears or the Packers, either one. No. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just staying away from that. I'm not – it's <laughs> – it's hard to be to be confident about anything that either one of these teams are doing this year. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Speaking of the battle of the big cats, the Jaguars and the Lions here. Both teams are four and seven. Both teams at times have been okay, and at times have been pretty tragically bad. Jacksonville, a one point favorite on the road against the Lions. What do you think of this game? Vegas likes Jacksonville. Yeah. They've been favored a lot of times for a four and seven team. Yeah. Or if they're not favored, they're they're just slight underdogs. They like them. I don't. Detroit plus one. I I will take Detroit as well. I, I've been picking Detroit a lot and winning a lot. Yeah, so that's got to end at some point, and it's probably here. This is Wait. another one. It's just like ah, I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. They won. They won three in a row. They yeah. played good Thanksgiving Day. They did not play bad. I guess Buffalo. No, played, I mean they, they could have well, beat them. They could have. Yeah. And Jacksonville's not as good as Buffalo. So if the Lions bounce back, win number five for the Detroit on Sunday. Yeah, pretty much all the points you said are accurate with that. Uh, gosh, I just I may flip back and forth on that one. I don't know. It's another one. It's like it's tough to sink your teeth into. I really want to play this game type of uh, comments. Let's put it that I, I, I kind of like the game, so. 
<laughs> I mean, it's, I think it'll be a good game. Well, I'm like, not going to watch it. I think for betting purposes, I think Detroit's pretty solid. Oh, okay. Game. Well, there you go. Jets and the Vikings. The Vikings are a three-point favorite over the Jets here. The mm-hmm. Vikings picked up a big win last week. Got to host another team coming out of that tough division over on the other side there. The Jets, uh, you know, they're 7-4. and four. It's a big game for them. They got good quarterback play last week. Mm-hmm. And they beat the Vikings this week. No, easy. Vikings minus three. Yeah, I was the same way. I, I didn't I didn't toy with this one. I just said, yeah, we'll take the Vikings in this one and go on. Um, Jets are scrappy. You know, if not for New England, my goodness, the Jets. They they would they would be looking even better, but they did lose twice to them. All right, keep it going. This is a big, 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 I'll emphasize big one more time game. Commanders and the Giants. Commanders 7-5, Giants 7-4. The game is in New York. The Giants are leaking. They are not very good right now. Can they get it turned around this weekend at home against the Commanders? I'm looking out here at my mailman. He's gone up and down. He's put stuff in the mailbox, went down a little ways, backed up, put something else in the mailbox, went down a little ways, backed up again, put something else in the mailbox. So (laughs) Anyway, uh, huge game. Huge. And you got uh, Washington favored, and that shows you there's not a lot of respect for the Giants. Mm -hmm. And the commanders are playing really well. I think they win. I'm going to go Washington, minus two and a half. I win with the Giants. I I (laughs) think they're due to win, and I think the commanders are due to lose. Uh, I think both these teams are pretty similar. I don't know who's going to get the last laugh in this thing, but I do think the Giants are going to get it done this weekend. I took the Giants in this game. You hate the Giants. I do. I pick against them a lot, but... (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) I I just think they're they're going to beat them. I think they're going to play a good game. I think they're going to beat them. All right, Titans on the road playing playing the Eagles. Can the Eagles pick up another win? Four and a half point favorites for the Eagles. I love to watch them. I watch them Monday night. They're kind of fun. They can do some stuff. Jalen Hurts is kind of hard to stop. He's pretty good. I tell you, is he faster? Does he look faster to you than he did when he said, oh, you? I mean, he, he looks great. He yeah. does. He's and, and he's zipping that ball, too, and he's got some great receivers. They got weapons all over the place. The two times I've got to watch the Eagles a lot, their defense has not played very well. And I, they they really played well early in the season, so I don't know what's going on there. <sighs> There's this dadgum Tennessee bunch. <laughs> they screw with me all the time. Yeah. Now they are getting respect. Four and a half. I'm going to go Tennessee plus four and a half. I I think they might beat them. I'm going to go the Eagles. I'm going to go the Eagles. Tennessee lost last week at home. It's a tough spot. I'm going to go the Eagles to get the job done this week. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think it might be really close. All right. The most disgusting franchise in the world, the Denver Broncos, are on the road playing another disgusting bunch, the Baltimore Ravens, who are somehow 7-4. and four. Um, You know, Ravens are coming off that uh, tough loss against those tough Jacksonville Jaguars last week. But – they do get the worst quarterback in the league this week. They are eight and a half point favorites. Can the Ravens cover eight and a half at home against the Broncos? You can't bet them. 
you just can't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Hertz is turning to a real prick. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> this as a Giants fans means they are a really good team. I got you. Okay. Uh, if they don't cover this week, who in the world could they cover? I don't think they covered against Carolina, did they? Or did they? Didn't. they? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I think I took that. No, I took the under, didn't I? No, what you took Carolina plus 10. Okay. Oh, you took Carolina plus 13, and they beat them by 10. Okay. That's what it was. All right. Denver plays everybody pretty close. <laughs> you better take Denver plus eight and a half. <laughs> if Baltimore doesn't cover this, they I don't. Are- I mean, they didn't beat Jacksonville. They scored 27 points and lost. Denver got smoked against Carolina last week. <laughs> they have quit. They have totally quit. Baltimore yeah, you're, right. you're right. They, I, I, I just, I, I'm, well, I bet that game. My God. All right. Another disgusting tra- franchise, as Jason points out. The Texans host the Browns. And guess what? The Browns have the old Texans quarterback back. Deshaun Watson is going to play his first game this week. Oh, he is, huh? Yes. Cleveland, a seven point favorite. Watson playing. You would think Cleveland would cover. You would think. What do you think? And he gets to play his first game in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> funny how that works out. Isn't that funny? Uh, well, before you said that, I didn't know he was playing. I was going to take the Texans plus seven. But this is the worst team in the league. Cleveland won last week. Has Deshaun been practicing? Has he oh, been yeah. able to practice? Oh, yeah. So when you're kicked out for 11 games, you can practice? I think so. That's nice. Well, if he's informed and everything, they should win. So I'll have to go Cleveland minus seven. I'll go Cleveland. I think they'll play pretty well uh, in this one. All right, Seattle on the road, taking on the Rams. Bad loss for the Seahawks last week, but good news for them. They get a Rams team that's just, they're done. Um, Seattle's a seven-point favorite, though. That's a lot of points. Uh, what do you what do you think of this one? Weird game. Well, I thought the Rams showed a lot of pride last week in Kansas City. I thought they played hard because they have no chance to score. You know, they have no quarterback. They have no offense. They have no shot. And in the NFL, if you have no shot to score, you can't. You know, I don't know if you watched much of it. I didn't. I watched some of it. All they tried to do was run it and run clock. That's all yep. they could do. Yeah. So you got to take the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks, I think, are getting ready to, to fall. Uh, but I think they can score enough to beat the Rams. I don't know the seven. I guess you got to take the Seahawks minus the seven because I don't think the Rams can score. Yeah, same. I would stay away from it, though. Yeah. It's a weird, the Seahawks were too. I mean, they were they were just awful last week. They really were. Uh, couldn't stop the run. So we'll see if they can stop it against the Rams. Yep. This is probably one of the two that's the game of the week. Dolphins and the 49ers. Uh, the Dolphins are eight and three. They've been playing great. The 49ers, seven and four. They've been playing great. 49ers are a four-point favorite here at home. Who do you like in this one? Well, we're going to find out a lot about the Dolphins in this game. You know, they lost the three games that they've lost without Tua. They haven't really played a great team since then. San Francisco's playing as well as anybody. They're hard to beat out there. And if the Dolphins go in there and win that, they're good. They're legit. So this is really big. They're going to try to prove something. Yeah, this is a really big game. I like the Niners. 
I think they're gonna. I think they've got enough defense to beat them. Big test for Tua in this one. Um, the four points. I wish it was three. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I think I'm going to take Dolphins plus four, but I think the 49ers are going to win. Same. I'm taking the Dolphins plus the four. I kind of saw what the Chiefs were able to do to the 49ers, and I think the Dolphins can do similar stuff. They've got those kind of weapons. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus the four here and uh, try to get the underdog home, take those points. Uh, yeah, Dennis says 49ers overrated. I'm still not 100% sold on them. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This is a big win. If they could go beat them and beat them pretty easily, look look good, they'd be big. But I could see them getting beat too. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, in that one. That's going to be a great game. All right, Chiefs and the Bengals. Big game here as well. Chiefs trying to get revenge on the Bengals. A two-point favorite are the Chiefs here in this spot in Cincinnati. I went Kansas City. I think they're going to beat them. What is your thoughts? Um, do you think that is this a, a – a uh, revenge game, you think, a little bit for the Chiefs. You think they're really going to point to this game as it's just a, like a building block for them, like, hey, we're going to go into a tough place and win, and it's going to mean a lot to them, to them. I would think that's what they would be thinking. I would think I would be surprised if not. Yeah. So if they enter this with the right frame of mind, like, hey, this is one of the last big games we got left, we got to go in there and prove that we're the best team in the AFC. And I think if that's the case, I think they're better than the Bengals. It's only two points. The Chiefs never cover. So uh, I think they barely did last night or last they week. They did cover last week. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of the first times when they have a double-digit cover that they finally did. Uh, huge game for Cincinnati. I, I will say this. If Cincinnati wins this game, they may end up winning the division. This is just a big game for them. This is a really good game. But I'm going to go Chiefs minus two. I went Chiefs as well. Like I said, I think I think they're going to be tough in this spot. I think they're ready to go in there and get some revenge after getting knocked out of the playoffs by this team last season. All right, this the field may explode in this game. I mean, with with awfulness, the Chargers and the Raiders. It's even right now. Listen, the Chargers should win. I'm going to take the Chargers, but I. How can you not? <laughs> Well, there's so many reasons. I, I'm i not going to be shocked at all if they lose. Well, you know what? Oakland's won two in a row. Or Oakland. I'll say that until I die. Las yeah. Vegas has won two in a row. Uh-huh. And they got a better team than two and seven was. They do. They do. Yeah. And the Chargers suck. Yep. In these kind of games. These are the games they lose. I'm going Raiders. Uh, I don't know. I think they bumble around and, and give away points and lose. I'll take the Chargers. I, I I'll take them, but I I don't know. I, yeah. I either one of the this is a game the Chargers really need, so that I think they'll probably end up losing it. it. That's right. Because if they win this game, they go to seven and five. Yeah. Okay. They're vi- they're battling for that last playoff spot. Let's look who they got left. They got Miami next week. That game is in San Diego. So Miami in L.A. Because Miami's uh, out on the West Coast two weeks in a row. Yeah. They got Tennessee. They got to go to Indy. They got the Rams. They got Denver. So this three-week stretch starting this one. They get this one, split those next two. They would be eight 
and six with three winnable games after that that they should win. And if they could get to 10 and seven, 11 and six, they'd make the playoffs. So it's all right there in front of them. Yeah, they need to get this one. They yeah, need to they get do. this one. They can. They absolutely can. I don't know if they will. They're better than them. Yeah, I, I, I think they are. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they have better talent. Let's put it that way. They have better talent. All right. Colts and the Cowboys. Cowboys two and a half point favorites. You just would not think the Colts uh, got anything much left to play for. It's at home. It's at night. Uh, on Sunday night, you'd think Dallas gets this done, right? I think so. I mean, the only thing you're looking at is the 10 and a half. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. And I don't care who you're playing. That's that's a lot. Because sometimes you could get ahead, and then in the last part of it, the other team scores a couple of uh, bogus touchdowns and kills you. You know, 10 and a half. That half is, means a lot, as, mm-hmm. as Dennis likes to say, and a lot of, and Samich and a lot of people call it the, the hook. And so I'm going Dallas. I really like them. I think they're pretty good. And being on Sunday night, I think that'll make a difference too. I just I just can't go with the Colts. I, Dallas should dominate their offense. That's the kind of cool. offense Dallas should really give a lot of problems to. Not a quarterback that's not very good, not mobile. I'll take the Cowboys. I'm sure they'll win by like eight or something <laughs> like that. But <laughs> All right, final one on Monday Night Football, Saints and the Buccaneers. Saints, or excuse me, Buccaneers, three-and-a-half-point favorites here at home. Another big game. They really need it. I I think Tampa gets it done, but boy, oh, boy, have they been rough. Tampa 17, Saints 14. Saints plus three-and-a-half. Oh, Saints plus three-and-a-half. You're taking the Saints. That's gross. But I can see, I can see it. I think it'll be a tough game. It's weird because the Saints, as bad as they've been, if they could win like three in a row, they'd be in first. So <laughs> we'll see if they can do Ain't that. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, that's it. Do you have any questions for us before we end the show? Uh, I don't have any good ones, but okay. I got some crap. How about that? Okay. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> okay. This is okay. All the rest of them besides this one will be either ors. Okay. Okay. This one's not. And this one's maybe my best question. <laughs> if you didn't know your age, how old would you think you are? In other words, how old do you feel? Oh, what a good one. Um, well. My back has been killing me the last really? two days. So I don't feel that young right now. No, I would I would be like 20 something, 25, 23, 22. I figured you'd say that. Yeah. You think your your back may be hurting because you're on you're you're at the computer lot. Yes. Yes. And that's your so. job. So yep. I don't have an answer for you on that because I remember when I started doing this, I was at the computer so much and my back was killing me. I've gotten kind of used to it. And it's not as bad as, as it was. I have to get up and move around. So I can't sit for an hour. Right. Time. Uh, everybody I know, and I'm fortunate to be as healthy as I am. And it's going to all go to pot here one of these days, probably. But they all, when they find out how old I really am, which I'm not going to tell you. Right. They are amazed. So, and I, think I look horrible, but uh, 
I feel like I'm 40. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I'm gimping a little and I can't work like I used to. And, you know, go out in the yard. I used to be able to work all afternoon. It's an hour at a time. That kind of stuff. I don't feel 40. But I look at people my age and they look a lot older than me. And then I think to myself, God, I'm old, but I don't feel like it. So I'm very fortunate. I'm not going to say 40. I'm going to say 50, probably. So. Yeah, I, I could. I, yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. Um, Dennis had a question. Okay, he loves uh, Who's Your Philly, the two-year-old that just won the Golden Rod at Churchill Downs. Should he love her as much as? Uh, uh, should should I love her as much as I do? Yeah. So I guess that's the Amos uh, horse, right? What's that? That's the Amos. Horse. Yeah, I think she's pretty good. I am not like, you know, I don't, I'm not like Rachel good yet or untappable or somebody like that, but I think she's very good. I, I, I want to really see her. I'm guessing fairgrounds is where we'll go next with her. I want to see what she does as a three-year-old first before I really think she's, you know, something special. I'm a little questionable on who she's been beating in those two races, but yeah, I mean, she's very good. She's doing it very easily. Um, you know, he says he goes on to think uh, that she's one of the most mature two-year-old fillies he's seen in a few years. Yeah, I would agree. And I think there's room for improvement, though. She was kind of flip-flopping leads in the stretch uh, in that last race. So, yeah, I, I like her a lot. I don't think she's like, hey, let's take on the boys type. But I think she's I think she's very good. Yeah, wouldn't you think that would be foolish at this time to do that? Take on yeah. the boys. Yes. Um she doesn't have numbers that are real overwhelming. Um, yes. I, I would think it'd be a little bit much. I think stay with the Phillies for now. Yeah. And the thing is, she's she's only two. Yep. And lots of stuff can happen to those two-year-olds. We've seen them get off to great starts, and then they just don't follow it up. So lots and lots of promise, though. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to downplay her. I'm just saying I'm not like yeah. crazy over the moon about her, but I am thinking, you know, she'll probably be three to five and deservedly. So in her next start, so yeah. let's see if she progresses a little bit, but yeah, she's, she's awfully, awfully exciting. No so doubt. he will take her to the fairgrounds probably. That'd be my guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say she'll show up there next. I wonder if she'll make her way to Oakland. Um, I would not think so unless timing works out or maybe she doesn't like the fairgrounds or something like that um but no i would think i would think she will stay in the fairgrounds by the way i know you haven't seen this um john white has predicted that a steve asmussen trained horse extra anejo is going to win the triple crown in 2023 wow that's a pretty yes. good endorsement he predicted this on November 30th yesterday. His article came out. He does a weekly article uh, for Express Bet. And he has predicted that Extra Anejo not only will win the Kentucky Derby, but will win the Triple Crown. Hmm. I knew that would get you excited. Being How, many fan. How many races has the horse ran? One. So he broke his maiden. Uh-huh. Where was it at? He broke his maiden at Keeneland going seven furlongs. Easy win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. And 
is this a gun runner horse or um i think it's into mischief out of a hard spun mare okay yeah hope so yeah i thought that was very interesting we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on blinkers off whenever we do it that's cool um, yeah very interesting there so we'll see what happens with that yeah he's, he's pretty knowledgeable for sure yep all right any any other ones do you like reality shows or documentaries documentaries me too. I hate reality shows. I do too. You know, the more I'm watching, I I just think they're scripted. Oh, there's no reality to reality shows. No. That's why I do not like them. Yes. Nope, I don't like them. Uh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Do you think being homeschooled or being classroom learning, which one do you think's the best? Ooh. There's a lot of people, a lot of parents, especially in bigger cities, I think, that are going the homeschool route. You know, if I lived in like in New York City or somewhere like that, I might might have thought about it. Now around here, I would never. I, I think being around kids are good. It's good. It's better than not. When you become an adult. You at least know how to interact with people. God, that's a tough one. Um, yes. Everything going on in schools now, I, I don't know that homeschool might not be the best well, option. If you homeschool, you've got to have an outlet for these kids to get around other kids. You know, you just do. That's what Jason said. You know, the classroom for everything you learn outside of a textbook is true. Yeah, um, you to, uh, interact with people your age and how to adjust to situations. I think it's you said it best. It depends on where you live. I mean, I don't know that you could really say that. I, 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 yeah, I think it just depends on the situation, I guess. Uh, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know. If I lived in a, in a bigger city like St. Louis or somewhere like I would try to enroll my children in a private school because I do think classroom learning, you learn how to do things on somebody else's time. In other words, there's a schedule. Yeah. When you're homeschooled, you get it done whenever you want to. Yeah. And that's not the way life is. Right. You don't get that choice and you learn a lot in school. You do, but private school I think would be the way to go in a bigger city gets smaller uh, they have rules that public schools can't do mm -hmm. so yeah well, i'm not a parent it's a difficult question i agree yeah for example where you live uh joplin high school is not good well no it doesn't it's seem not, like it no it's too big that's another thing too that we could talk about someday in, in like you went to a medium-sized school. Yeah. It wasn't big. It wasn't little. Aurora, where we live, is not big. It's not little. Well, it's it, a middle of the road for the state of Missouri. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yet you go up in two or three classes, and you're in in in, in uh, grades with 600 kids. Mm -hmm. I think that's bad. I do. Mm -hmm. Now, it does prepare you for college because when you go to college, it's not much bigger, you know? Right, yeah. And 
it, it does help you in that regard because coming from small schools, we knew every kid in school. You know, you might not know them personally, but you knew who they were mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's an interesting question. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. So I, I agree with you, Jason. I do think, and I'm an educator, I think you do need to grow up with other kids and you need to form friendships and you need to deal with bullying and you need to handle those kind of situations. I think homeschool, you tend to be more protected. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I know a lot of areas now that do have homeschools, they have formed athletic teams to where you do get to compete in sports. There are homeschool basketball teams now around mm-hmm. here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. And that is a tough one. It really is. One more roller coasters or water slides? Um, I'll go roller coasters. I like them both, but I always heard this. When you got older, you couldn't do roller coasters anymore. That's the truth. Really? I can't do them. I get sick. Huh. And when I was younger, I don't get sick, but I would. I would if I rode them a lot. Uh, and, yeah, Isaac, I'm glad you went to Sircoxy High School, too, because I got to meet you. So. Yeah, well, and Isaac goes to a smaller school, and, yeah. and you taught at a smaller school, so that yeah. you know that changes things, too. Uh, the smaller know? schools are more intimate. You yeah. get to know everybody. All the teachers know each other. I know at a smaller school, I taught at a bigger school, too, but at a smaller school, the staff is so much more together. Yeah. At a bigger school, there's jealousies all over the place. At a smaller school... You just you're all in it together. But anyway, back to this. Yeah, I I tried to get on roller coaster because I used. I mean, I love roller coasters. I could ride them all day long. And I rode one down at Silver Dollar City, and man, get me the hell off that thing. I, I'm kind of with Dennis and with Jason. I don't water slides not as much. Like if it's like a wave pool. <laughs> and that's a little bit different. I don't, I'm not like a big, let's go down the water slide type of guy. I'm well, that kind of affects you when you get older too. I uh, hadn't been on one in years, got on one, I don't know, eight, nine years ago at a city pool somewhere. And uh, there's a little kid in front of me and I said, you think I can handle this? And he goes, I doubt it. <laughs> Probably 10 years old. I just I don't have a lot of desire to do like water slides. I tell you what, I got on that and I I thought I was gonna drown when I hit the bottom. I was just (laughs) and then I got used to it. I wrote it again and it's better. I guess it's you're not used to doing it anymore. Isaac, your questions. The Chiefs are great, no question about it. Uh they did pick up a kid from Missouri Southern. I don't know, Aaron, whether you saw that. Uh the Williams kid from Southern that's played in with the Bengals, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he was on the uh, Chiefs taxi squad, and they brought him up, and he's on the roster, cool. which is cool. Uh, Missouri Southern, where you and I graduated, small school. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's now is on the Chiefs, and I don't know how much he'll play. He's a lineman. So I think it's really great, Isaac. Uh, and your Chiefs are playing tremendous. Yep, I agree. Yep. I agree. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, that's it then. We're done. All right. 
that's it for everything. We are finished. It's over. All right. That's it for today, guys. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've exhausted all of our questions for today. We'll be back on Monday next week, I promise, and we'll have more questions as well. All right. Uh, if, if life doesn't get in the way, and that's what's been happening. Yes. Yeah, it's been a long three weeks, uh, two weeks at least. Magic Mike coming on an hour and 45 minutes. Magic Mike will be here. Blinkers off will happen at some point today. So make sure to tune back in for that. I'm guessing, haven't heard anything about it, and it's 2.16, so probably after Magic Mike, I would imagine we will get Blinkers off. So, okay. Yes, it, it will be there. Cigar Mile probably uh, be the big topic, and then some of the races at Del Mar for Blinkers off. And then I don't – I guess they'll go to aqueduct i'm not really sure for for magic mike tune in find out all right guys thank you everybody for watching we'll see you back on this show monday and uh good luck to everybody playing sports or horses this weekend this is do to bet sports do to bet sports it's your favorite show do to bet sports where degenerates go do to bet sports time to change your approach with aaron holderman and his father the coach let's ride well, the associated press is full of shit